twice hot like my rage. <laughs> uh, emergency PSA. PSA. Do not go see Avengers Infinity War. Fuck this movie. <laughs> All right. So, Elisa and I just got back from seeing uh, Infinity War. Alex is not here today um, because he had no desire to see it. And he probably won't actually see it, see which it. we are now Ultimately calling out is the best thing. APB. Uh, calling all nerds. Don't go see this fucking movie. Don't see it. Don't if you really want to know what happens, go see like the second one, whenever the fuck that's going to come out, because ultimately that's going to be the one that actually maybe will have a story in it. This movie has no story. This movie has no characters. This movie is nothing. This movie is two and a half hours leading up to what should be the inciting incident of a better movie. I don't know if I'm going to go out so far as to say better. All right. No, it's going to be because nothing happens. It would have to be better. Nothing happens in this movie. <laughs> All right. Obviously, we're going to be doing going into spoilers, but we're telling you not to go see this movie. So don't go see it. Try, take our word on this. Wait until it's on Netflix because it's going to be on Netflix in like three fucking months. Okay. Here's, here's the thing. Obviously, everyone's going to go see this movie. And obviously... Us screaming into the void is not going to change anything. But we really just, we came out of the movie and we just couldn't stop talking about how much we regretted going to go see it. Yeah. And so we realized that we had Damn to Damn it, we could have gotten seen Super Troopers 2. We could have seen Super Troopers 2. I still haven't seen A Quiet Place. I really have been wanting to see that. Um, but instead we blew 20, 20 bucks. bucks. Yeah. 20 bucks to see a two and a half hour trailer for... Infin uh, Infinity, Infinity Wars Part, Part two, 2. Or whatever the fuck they're going to end because up Because apparently it. now we can't tell a single story in a two and a half hour period. Apparently that's not enough time. So now we have to have five hour plus it's, fucking it's rage amazing. cons of movies. It's amazing that this movie took two and a half hours. It should, like... Ah, okay. Where do we start? Where do we start with this movie? Okay, so we're in spoiler territory. If you're still listening to this movie, or if you're still listening to this and you still want to go see this movie, fuck you, I'm spoiling it. Loki dies 15 minutes in. And he's that is the only important thing that happens in the entire movie. That's the only thing there th that maybe will sometimes have consequence at some point down the line. But I doubt it. I seriously doubt it. But, okay... So Loki dies, Thor gets thrown out of a thing, he winds up with the Guardians of the Galaxy, they trade jokes, which is weird. Like, this movie suffers from tonal shifts, unlike any other movie that I think I, I've no, ever no. seen. They lean super hard into the fact that they are, that, that this is a soap opera, this is a telenovela, like every other fucking person and they kind of make jokes about it or at least the guardians of the galaxy and thor do about and how like well you know i had to kill my father who killed my mother who begot my girlfriend who i'm now gonna have to kill later too like it's oh by the way gamora dies gamora dies um that might matter but she's matter. like the least developed character in the guardians of the galaxy so and I the least like, interesting so yeah. fuck it like fuck it fuck her death her death is stupid. The only thing that her death accomplishes is that so it she gives Peter Quill like a motivation, and it does the thing. Ugh. Like it tries to give. Man, it tries to give like Than it tries to humanize. It tries to humanize this movie Thanos. Ever try to convince us that Thanos is an interesting villain? And boy, does, does it, it fail! fail. <laughs> it just fails. All right. So Thanos's big 
Okay, so big spoiler, Thanos wants to destroy we're, the we're universe. We're well into spoiler territory. Okay. Like, like so. who gives a fuck? Don't go see this movie. Don't uh. go see it! <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna go see it! I know you're thinking that you still want to go see it. Don't go see it. Just don't do it. Fuck this movie. Okay. Don't so, give this movie your money. It doesn't deserve it. It doesn't deserve. Why are they wasting your money? Don't let them waste your money. God. Um, to quote Lidl. Fucking Christ. Uh, I okay. We need to channel this rage into something more coherent. We were like, <laughs> we should take notes and talk about this on the podcast in two weeks, and it was like, it was just flowing out. And of then us. Nick, Nick, I, just I, enraged I, by the dark side. Yeah, yeah. Needed to purge. I'm channeling so this my isn't, inner. I'm gonna be honest with you guys. This isn't gonna be coherent. This okay. isn't gonna be. No, I'm gonna make it coherent. We're gonna, okay. we're, we're gonna try. So, we're gonna so try. All right, it, let's it, put this on pause. Let's try to get our this, shit together no, no, and no, then no. read. We don't need to pause. This. We don't need to pause. We're good. Okay. okay. You sure. So, yeah. All right. So the movie starts off in medias res uh, of the the guardian like of the Asgardians from the end of Thor Ragnarok being attacked. Um, all those people are dead. All, all those people are dead. So that movie was rather pointless. Yeah, um, so glad we sh- saved all of these like also hundred thousand Asgardians only to kill them off. Where's Ta- uh, like, Talia Waki- Watiti's character? Wasn't he on that ship too? Who did he play? He was the rock guy. Oh, hey guys, um, I'm, I'm leading a rebellion. Yeah, where the hell did he go? Was he? He was on oh that my ship. God, where the hell did the fucking? Um, was he? No, I can't remember. Was he on that ship or was he on a different ship? I think he was on that ship. Maybe okay. I don't know. We don't know uh, whatever happened to Rock Guy. We don't know what happened to uh, Fancy the Lady. Oh, yeah. No, we don't see Valkyrie at all. We don't see Valkyrie. Like, fuck that. We don't see, like... Fuck that noise. We don't see Carl Urban. Like, all those... Char- like All those... Hey, hey you guys, remember you remember those good? really good, interesting characters from Thor Ragnarok? Fuck that shit. Yeah. Here's the Avengers. That's yeah. basically like, hey, okay. you remember that, like, two and a half hour movie that was actually first, pretty good, first... decent... Well thought okay. out, had stakes. Yeah, fuck that. Okay, let's 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 dial it back in. Right. I I feel like if we talk about this in terms of all of the other Marvel movies, it's gonna be impossible to do. But let's let's try to okay. focus on this movie as a movie. All right, because that's really my my first major complaint about this movie is that it doesn't work as a movie. Yeah. It's not a movie. It's not. It's. Like, I, I went out of the Avengers, like, the first Avengers movie thinking that was a movie. I, I didn't like the first Avengers movie. You still haven't seen the first one. I, I didn't like it as much as pretty much everyone else did. I enjoyed it. I, I'm not sorry I went to go see it. It was an experience. Not in the way that we are vehemently no. angry that I we am, went to go see Avengers. I am kind of angry I went to see this movie in theaters. Man, we really wasted, like, it's a beautiful fucking day yeah. out. And now we have to and waste it And we spent it, it all inside. Angry. At, at this movie. And now we have to be inside recording our podcast thoughts. And maybe we should just go outside. We'll, we'll maybe go we should put later. this on pause. No, I need like, I need to do this. Okay. So let's let's channel this movie as a movie. So okay. So Apropos of nothing. Blank the last like, ten years of Marvel movies from your mind. Imagine this is your first one going into the theater. Okay? I, I there's a very famous Stan Lee quote where he says he said that uh, every issue of a comic book is someone's first. So basically what that means is you have to treat every single issue of a comic book like its own self-contained story that people are going to want to be are going to be interested in and want to know about and like want to keep coming back. So with that same thing in mind, every movie is someone's first movie. So imagine for a minute, which if you're listening to this podcast, you've probably seen most of the Marvel movies. Maybe all of them. I still haven't seen all of them. I haven't seen Ant-Man yet. I never saw Winter Soldier. 
Um, I never saw Iron Man 3. Like, there's a lot of them I've never seen. Um, there's a few that I've seen multiple times that I like quite a lot. The Guardians of the Galaxy, I've seen multiple times. Um, uh, I think the, the second Avengers movie, for some reason, I've seen multiple times. Um, yeah, why is that? Why not, would you Not by that? choice. Yeah, I went, I went to go see it once with friends in theaters, and that was fine. But then later on, someone else wanted to watch it again. And I'm like, okay, we could watch something else. But I guess we can watch that one. Um, but, just, yeah, still, but if you fucking ask him to watch it a third time, he no, will murder you. No, no, I'm just kidding. No. All right. I don't know. Now that I've seen this movie, I, I'm, I'm, Maybe warming, it's not that bad. I'm warming a little bit on Robert California tries to take over the world. <laughs> um, it's not as bad as this one. This is the worst All Avengers right. movie. Um, it is the third best Guardians of the Galaxy movie if you cut out everything else. Yeah. If like it, it is two thirds. It's a of, pretty solid Guardians of the Galaxy. That, movie. That's my that's my most glowing. With Thor re- for some reason. Yeah, that's my With most Thor. glowing review of it. Is it is two thirds of the third best Guardians of the Galaxy movie so far. Um, um, but damn, there's there's some shit that happens. So. Okay. So okay, but but again, looking at it looking at it as a movie, so. We open up on people being attacked. Who's being attacked? Never explained. Uh, they do tell us that this is not a warship in the opening lines of dialogue. So, oh no, stakes. There's families on board. Then one of the bad guys walks in and he's stepping over uh, someone. Tons who they, and tons of Tons corpses. and tons of people, including one corpse whose face we zoom in on for a long time. Where if this is your first movie, you have no idea that this is a character. Um, you but, don't know who that but, is. But the cam- You're like, why is all the camera telling you this person is important? So you should feel bad that this character is dying. Um, then a whole bunch of other people die. Uh, someone dies, and again, he's his death is given a whole lot of weight. But he's only had about maybe six lines of dialogue so far in the entire movie, and we barely know who he is. But this other guy is all bound up, and he looks very upset that this person's dead. Who is this person who's all bound up? Hasn't been explained yet. Um, so it fully relies upon you having seen all the other movies, which, to be fair, I suppose it is a sequel of sorts. But even then, if you see Aliens before you see Alien, it is still comprehensible as a movie because the characters and their motivations are explained before they start dying off. Um, so... Then what, like, what happens? Like, it's hard. This movie is not a movie. It is a series of events where if... Loosely tied together. Loosely tied together. If you are familiar with the movies... By a really shitty motif. If if you're familiar with the, the rest of the movies leading into it at all, you know how it's going to end. And if you're not familiar with these movies at all, it's a jumbled mess where nothing matters. And no characters are established. Um, the only scenes that are even salvageable to any degree are the Guardians of the Galaxy scenes. Yeah. Um, those are actually pretty good because those characters have all have a specific voice and a specific way of talking that even if you're not familiar with them, you can kind of get an idea of who they are just based on how they interact with each other. And, and because of the fact that Guardians of the Galaxy relies so heavily on this kind of, they're just this weird, quirky family motif um including how they interact with now teenage Groot which is again that's 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 pretty good but but it's thrown out like that's the shitty thing is that like the first I I was getting kind of upset with that first little bit where it's like okay nothing here is really mattering but it's like all right well it's the opening of the movie it's 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 fine it's the opening 
they're gonna get this stuff set up and then like the guardians show up and they're playing rubber band man and i'm like oh, okay this is great and then they like start bantering with each other i was like hey no this is fun i'm having fun this is nice yeah and then that's like that first scene where they show up and they find thor is like it's kind of the best scene in the movie, would you say? Oh, no, no, no. Hell yeah. That, Hell yeah. That scene Easily. between Thor and the entire Guardians of the Galaxy. That's the best scene in the movie. That's the best scene in the movie. And that's it, as good as it gets. It's about... And it's about... It's about five minutes long? Something like no, that? No, no, no. It, or, but, yeah, the scene itself is five minutes long, and it's about 30 minutes into the movie. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do, what, um, happens, what happens before that? I honestly... Oh, no. That's when the whole... Oh, Yeah. That's another thing. Why does Heimdall fucking use the last of his power to fucking teleport Hulk, Hulk to, Earth, to Earth instead of using it to teleport Thanos off the ship? That's never explained. Yeah. Nope. Why do you save Hulk? I Oh, oh. You don't did even you, like Hulk. Did you do that because you needed to do that for the movie to happen? Oh, oh what's that God. over there, Heimdall? Is that the script? Why do you have the script lying around? Hey, hey Idris Elba, how much did you get paid for these five minutes? God, God, um, Jesus Christ, Idris Elba. Like, and that's the thing. It's what a it's, waste. Like, 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 that's the thing is like, so many of these actors are really talented about, and they're just completely wasted in this Think about how much money got spent on this movie. Now think about how many other better movies could have been made with that money. Yeah. And think about, think about like, like there are parts in this movie where it's like, there's a line of dialogue and it's like, oh, you mean that character like asked for too much money for what they would have brought to the movie. So you just cut their part. Like there's a part where they ask about where Hawkeye is and it's like, oh, well after the Someone's events. Someone's throw away yeah, yeah, it was like basically after the events of Civil, like it was him and Ant-Man. They make reference to both to yeah. Hawkeye and Ant-Man and they're like, where are these guys? Oh, after the events of Civil War, that got to be too much for them. So they decided to lay low for a while. And that's like, oh, oh, did Paul Rudd ask for too much money? Was was Arrival a really good movie, and now you don't want to spend that money on Hawkeye? Is that the problem? Oh, my God. Was, was he asking for more money? Is that it? No one can get paid as this, much as Robert Downey this Jr. Was, this was the first movie that you could tell was written entirely by accountants. Like, <laughs> like you were, like, like Benedict Cumberbatch is, is a good actor, and he doesn't charge as much. My understanding is he doesn't charge yeah, as yeah, much yeah. as other actors. Which so is why he gets Tom Hiddleston gets written re- out. out. Which is why Tom Hiddleston gets written out, and, the most, and most of the, the movie actually ends up resting on oh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, yeah. Batch is Doctor Strange. Yeah, yeah. Um, which kind of makes sense, because he's... Because he's also got an Infinity Stone. He's also he's, got a, so he's there's a, a wielder of, of the Time Stone. There's a lot of Doctor Strange, but there's way more vision. Like, the entire entire ending part of this movie is all about Thanos trying to get the mind stone away from vision and like, Oh no, if he gets the mind stone, that's going to be everything. He's going to have all the stones. Um, so it's just, you know, they've got that happening and visions, a character who's been in like two movies and barely does anything in either one. Like he's in the last but we'll give him a love interest He's, because that oh equals God. character yeah, development. Yeah, yeah, So he winds up... This is even worse than the love story between Bruce Banner and um, and, and Scarlett Johansson in, in Avengers 2. Because it's just like... It's just as thrown in there, but it's like, okay, those are characters that you can at least infer that between movies they like hang out and maybe something happens. But it's like... 
Vision and Scarlet Witch. Why? They get half a scene. They get half a scene in Civil War where they like sort of make googly eyes. Does that have? I don't even remember that in Civil War. No, no, no. Like they definitely they make googly eyes and that's it. I see. That's more than. But it's also implied that she's like seventeen or eighteen and he's a cyborg. Yeah. Like there's no. There's no universe in which this is legal, including the one that is run by I mean, Jeff Goldblum in Thor Ragnarok. I mean, okay. In fairness, it is it is not as bad as Scarlet Witch's uh, comic book love interest, which is her brother for a while. Um, so that's kind of gross, but whatever. Ugh, they they kill that character off right quick. Um, um, so anyway, <laughs> so that so... they can do this. Um, Thanos, okay, so Thanos ends up getting one of the stones that Loki, surprise, surprise, had. Uh, Loki tries to kill Thanos. Loki dies because he tries to kill Thanos. Thanos is like, okay, I know two of them are on fucking Earth. So he sends someone to Earth to go get them. We don't, like, he mentions one of these characters by name later on in the movie. He's like, oh, you killed that guy? I'm like, who? Oh, that motherfucker. Like, none of these characters are characters. They are... Like, they are things that propel the plot forward. Um, They're plot devices who speak. To the extent that they have character, they are characters that are developed in other better movies. And I think that's one of the really frustrating things is we're coming off of, like, actually a whole bunch of, like, kind of refreshing and, and interesting Marvel movies. Yeah. Like, I still haven't seen Homecoming yet, but you said it, you've seen it. And you Homecoming, said it. Homecoming is pretty solid. It's pretty interesting. And that's the other thing, too. You know, Homecoming was good. Thor Ragnarok was pretty good. Guardians of the Galaxy 2 was pretty good. Black Panther was fucking amazing. But in each one of these movies, it has a distinctive tone. It has a distinctive plot. There are characters, there are stakes, and things happen. And when death happens, it has a fucking meaning. Like, they're... Like, at the end of Black Panther, when, um, when Killshot dies... Like, that shit matters. Like, he had, like, he had a character arc. It was interesting. I felt emotion when he died. And then... There is no emotion. They're building it up of, like, oh, we're going to kill off half the cast of the Avengers. But it's like, they don't even have the common decency to give them a proper death. Instead, everybody kind of disintegrates into the air. And at one point, like, Spider-Man is, like, in... Tony Stark's arms like crying about like I don't want to go and it's like baby doll you're you're not going like we can't have character development we can't have character arcs because we got three other movies and you could say well well maybe in the next Spider-Man they have a new Spider-Man no they don't because they've already published that Tom Tom Holland has contracted has been contracted for the this number of movies and so it's like we know because because of the fact that the Marvel Marvel Cinematic Universe is planned out. Everything is planned out. Everything, it is very open about what they are doing. And therefore, none of the storytelling matters. Because you know who is getting contracts and who isn't. You know who's walking away, Chris Evans, and who isn't Tom Holland. Like, you know this because it has been foretold by the movie executives to say like, hey kids, don't worry. Lots more Avengers coming around the corner. And that's what I mean when I say like, this is the first movie that was entirely written by accountants because now we have gone like 
to the at the end of the movie, as as Elise is pointing out, a lot of the characters die. Their characters, they're the main characters of the movies where that we know are being made. Black Panther dies. The all the Guardians of the Galaxy except for Rocket die. Uh, who else? Spider Man dies. dies. Stephen um, Strange Doctor dies. Strange dies, and it's like, oh. So all those movies that you said you were making before this movie came out, I guess you're not making those anymore because I'm a dumb idiot who doesn't think about these things. And those, so the people who live are Captain America and Iron Man. Who are the two people that have explicitly said, stated they're that they're not, not coming, coming back. back. So it's so, like, okay, so here's the thing. Here's what's going to happen in the next movie. That entire movie is going to be Captain America and Iron Man making buddy-buddy so that the, you feel bad, but they're going to have to end up sacrificing themselves so that the rest of those characters can live again. That's and there's the a, movie. there is a line in which, in which Doctor Strange, Benedict Cumberbatch, looks at Tony Stark and is like, says, I'm, I'm sorry, okay, this is to, the only you way. You need to dial it All back because right. that needs to be explained. So so there's a point in time where uh, Doctor Strange, because he's got the Time Stone, uses it to look forward um, in the future for all possible outcomes about what's going to happen. And he says that there are like 14, he looks at 14 million different outcomes and there's only one in which they win. And as he is about to fizzle away into nothing in this, he looks at Iron Man and says, I'm sorry, this was the only way. Which, if you and have... previous to this, he had explicitly, explicitly said, said to Tony and to Spider... He's, he said to Tony, I don't care about you, I don't care about the kid, and I will not hesitate to sacrifice you guys if for it means saving if it means the time sa- stone. Saving the time stone because saving this time stone means Is saving more the universe. Than your life. And so then they're doing this whole thing, and it's like, here's the thing. And he gives okay, so he so he so he Thanos, says that he says that, and then he gives Thanos the time stone, knowing that's that's going to lead into this, which obviously then means Iron Man's gonna die. Like, so you've seen the second half of this movie already. They fucking tell you. And if this were all one two and a half hour movie. It could be forgiven. That would be acceptable. The fact that they stretch this movie out to two and a half hours. And then on top of a sequel. Yeah, it really doesn't need to be. Like, there's nothing in this movie that necessitates it a being its own entire movie and b being two and a half hours long there's nothing in here that justifies that um Thanos the, gets the gets the the all six infinity yeah. stones that gets, literally could have been done in a gets, fucking montage he gets the first one off screen you could have had it the you know what would have been a better movie for for first half if okay First, uh, he first time he comes on screen, he's already got like four out of the six Infinity Stones. Okay, yeah. so let's say let's say that because who's got the other ones? Okay, well one of them he gets from the planet at the end of the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie. That's the one he has from the get go. So it's like there's a character there's there's an entire thing that we don't see, which. Might be that um, John C. Riley asked for too much money, and who was the other? That 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 scene also had like another like Glenn, Anthony. Or, was no. it Glenn Close in that movie or someone yeah. like that? It's, it's like yeah, they had probably asked for too much money, so yeah. it's like you you could do that. Um, you could do he he takes one from the collector um, in a scene that's barely a scene. 
Uh, so you could do that without really having to change too much of the movie. Um, maybe that's how the Guardians go in, is that they wind up at that same place and they see that it's been destroyed, and that's when they realize that Thanos is involved. Um, the other one he takes from Loki, so maybe that's like the first scene still, yeah. is that one. So there's three. Um, or he could have just taken it from Asgard while Asgard was falling. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, it really, we did not need an yeah, entire scene. We didn't need to ha- add that to We didn't need to, need to have a two and a half hour movie wherein Thanos gets all six Infinity Stones. Like, yeah. this is really something that could have been summed up in, in about ten in minutes a single scene. With, a fucking, with a fucking montage or something. Because, like, you didn't bother to explain to us how we got the first, the first one, one in the first yeah, place. Yeah, and he says, like, oh, I just got it. Like, it, it happened. And it's like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, well, he's... Or or do it, like, a quick little... Yeah, like, a quick little montage where it shows him going into all the places. Like, and then... Like, this is me taking it from... Taking the... From Asgard. This is me taking it from the Collector. This is me taking it from this planet. Um, The one that is kind of interesting is where he gets the Soul Stone, where Red Skull shows up for, like, no reason, who we haven't seen since the first Captain America. And I'm like, oh, my God, did they get Hugo, Hugo Weaving that back? Spoiler alert, no, not, because not Hugo, Hugo Weaving, Weaving asked for too probably, much money. Probably asked for too much money, and it's like, well, fuck you, you've got makeup on. Yeah. <laughs> we'll replace you. Um, so so that happens. So then, like, why Wait, even And where it- in he, like sacrifices Gamora thing, yeah. because he's told that he, he has, has to, to like a soul for a soul. Loves. He has to give up the thing that he loves. And Which, so like the one thing that that scene kind of does, it is, is it sort of humanizes to make him human Thanos but it doesn't in the really way that work. it works. It doesn't it's, work. It's because it's like, I don't know. He's, but he's, he's set up as an abusive asshole. Yeah, and so like he can love her. That does not excuse make, the abuse. Yeah. And I, I would like, what would have Which been a, a really dangerous thing to what say? What would have been a really interesting twist is if he tries that and then it doesn't work. Yeah. Like, like he thinks he, that he loves her. Like he convinces himself. That, that would have been a her. much more, that would have been really interesting. And then he would like have to figure out something else. Like you'd have to find what is something that I actually care about. And that would make him a better character. Yeah. Um, and that would make Gamora's death mean more. more. Uh, Cause I feel like it, instead it hits, of like your stepdaddy like actually loves you, even like, though he hit you. Can we talk about that for a hot second? Yeah, no, sidebar, that's total bullshit. Sidebar. <laughs> the message of Gamora's death is your stepdaddy still loved you, even though he beat the shit out of you and your sister. Let's talk yeah. about that little, There's little not an, is there nugget enough, of advice. Is there MCU? enough time in the day? For us to sit down and talk about how shitty that is. It's so shitty. That's so shitty. And for that to be the reason why he gets the soul stone is super stupid. Also, nobody gives a shit about the soul stone. Who fucking cares even? There was a throwaway line of dialogue in one of the Guardians of the Galaxy movies about it. But honestly, he could have gotten that one off stage. No one fucking cares. But, like, the only, because the only two that we, there are only three stones that we know and see throughout the MCU, which are the one Loki has, because it's on Asgard, the one that's in Vision's head, and the one that Doctor Strange has. And so, like, that could have been an interesting, like, third of the movie, maybe even a third of the movie is, like, he he kills Vision to get it, maybe he kills Doctor Strange or something. Or Doctor Strange still does a thing where he gives it to him anyway, knowing that this whatever happens. But, like, there's no reason for this to be in two fucking parts. Yeah, yeah. There's no reason for this to be in two yeah, parts, act- except for the fact that we live in a time in which movies 
it's two acts of a movie. Like that's the really yeah. frustrating thing is it is two acts. The movie ends at the end of act two. You're getting a whole other movie that's just act three of a movie, which in itself is terrible because this is act three of like five other movies. Yeah. Like it is mind blowing. But this is how movies work now because of... It's not even two acts. It is a single act. It is only act two. It is the low point. Like through the entire movie. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but like it's just... Like, from a screenwriting perspective, this movie is a huge pile of shit. Like, if you're angry about what we're saying right now, and you think that we're wrong, take Which a... Which, also, the people, coincidentally, the people next to us were super upset about all the character deaths, and the people in front of us were like, oh my god, what did they do? And, like, Nick and I are sitting there and being like, this is a steaming pile I, of shit. I laughed. La- so, so, this... I mentioned earlier tonal shifts. They try to, th- like, they start off with this being the darkest fucking MCU movie so far, which is like, that's a good tone to set. It should be. Yeah. Because it is the, it should be the movie where the stakes are highest. Um, and then you know what the next scene is? The, ne- the next scene is Doctor Strange Change. and the other yeah. nameless guardian uh, in New York having an argument about, about sandwiches, sandwiches and, money. and money and how they're going to go to the deli and get a tuna melt. Yeah. Like, ser- no, no, I shit you not. Yeah. That is exactly what happens is they're like, I can't believe you don't have any money. And it's like, I got 200 rupees. How much is that? A buck 50. What do you want from the deli? I want a tuna melt. Like, that's it. That's that's that is legitimately what fucking happens. And you know what the other kind of bullshit thing that happens in here is that Tony Stark for a hot second, he goes on about having this dream or whatever. There is Pepper is like 50. Like, here's the thing. <laughs> Pepper is like in her 40s or she is approaching menopause. There is no way in hell that he gets her accidentally you, pregnant. You know, though. You know. I, I, she's fucking she's pregnant. Fucking she's pregnant. fucking pregnant. Because, like, oh, well. well. She's 40. That is not how biology okay. works. But still, like, that, yeah. So I completely forgot about that scene. Because when it was happening in the movie, like, Pepper. I'm like, oh, Pepper and Tony are back together. Because I, like, I guess. Oh, at the end of, spoiler alert, at the end of, because nothing matters anymore. Stakes are low and storytelling doesn't matter. At the end of Homecoming, there's a moment in which, uh, I'm sorry, I'm going to spoil this for okay, you. Okay, that's fine. But uh, are you spoiling Spider- that they get Spider-Man, back together? No. Yeah, I know. I'm going to spoil it. They get back together. Which is that like Spider-Man? He's like, all right, you know, kid, you can come live here at the Avengers compound. And Spider-Man's like, oh, this is a test, isn't it? Like, I should probably go back to high school. And he's like. Yeah, totally. And then, like, they open the door, and there's a big press conference there to introduce the world to Spider-Man. But instead, they had to have, like, something. This is bullshit. They had to have something (laughs) for the press conference to exist. So instead of introducing the world to Spider-Man, Tony Stark announces that he's getting engaged to Pepper. Oh, my God. That's what happens. That's why they're getting married. They're not really getting married, Nicholas. (laughs) They're getting married for in universe plot device, like it's, they're so open about being plot devices. But it's okay. So regardless, he, Tony starts off like the first thing that Tony's talking about in, in this is, oh well, we didn't like like I had a dream where we had a kid. It was so real. And then it's like, well, she's pregnant and Tony's fucking dead. So that's supposed what to be. What if Paltrow is forty five years old? Okay. You do not get accidentally pregnant at forty five. Yeah. Like I'm sorry. That's just. That's just not how biology works. <laughs> like, I work with a lot of menopausal ladies. 
and they can tell you that's just not how fucking biology works. Nobody's getting goddamn accidentally pregnant at 40 fucking five, especially not from Iron Man, who's probably had his junk radiated off from all of the shit that he's had to do (laughs) over the years. Like, I'm sorry. (laughs) Between that and the alcoholism, you know? This is like the biggest... This just God, this makes me so angry. It, like, because it doesn't no, matter. They, he can't be like it he has to be sterile. Elise, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because literally the only reason why that conversation <laughs> ma- like happens is to make us feel bad. Is to make us feel feelings, and Tony Stark dies in the next movie. So okay, so what was I talking about? Okay, so this movie is all just Act Two. Like, Act 1 happens in the after-credit scenes of the first Guardians of the Galaxy, um, Thor Ragnarok, in the middle of Thor Ragnarok, um, in, uh, in the middle of Age of Ultron. Like, basically every Avengers movie from Age of Ultron up till now has been setting this up. This whole movie is an act two. It's the low point. So that means that there's, there is going to be an act three where it's like, Oh, it's the resolution. It's like, you could just, since you're already making this half of a movie, just put that second half in this movie and make act two shorter. It's, fucking drags and it shouldn't and it would and here's the thing is like they're trying to go for this dark emotional punch wherein all of these characters that you've invested all of this time and but money they undercut in. it with all these stupid jokes the the time that i left and the, the oh, wait, 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 wait no no, no stop sorry it, stop it because i really need to get this off my chest yeah go ahead which is the fact that they they all of these characters um because like the, the two characters you're waiting to for them to die are um, are Iron Man and and Captain America. They're the two people who we know are going to yeah. die. We know their contracts are up. Like, we know this is going to happen. And I knew that Vision and going into really, it would die. And, and we knew that Vision was going to die. Like, these are the three. And it's really frustrating when a movie tries to build itself as an emotional gut punch and it pulls at the last second. Like it really, it really could have gone there and instead they pulled it so that way they could have another set of movies wherein they will then make a whole shit ton more money. And maybe I'm just angry because people are making shit tons of money off of this. But the entire MCU is built around, and especially with these Avengers movies, it's built about around people's desire to be in the in crowd. Yeah. It's built around, to quote Steve Rogers, I get that reference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's the whole or, or to quote Red 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 Letter Media, when I saw it I clapped. <laughs> I saw a thing that I recognized and I liked it. And that's what it is. And honestly, that's really exploitative storytelling. Yeah. That's exploitative storytelling. Yeah, and it's And so they're trying to make you think that like Spider-Man's going to die or Black Panther's going to die. None of these character deaths are earned so... and they're not real. And they're not real. So one of the trailers that we saw before this movie is for the solo movie, which is also probably going to be a huge seeming pile of shit. I I was thinking, you know, maybe we'll go see it just to go see what a huge seeming pile of shit it is. After seeing this movie, I don't know if I want to. I think we're just kind of we'll, done we'll with just, bad movies we'll for a while. We'll just wait. We'll go see something good. Yeah. 
I kind of want to watch. Actually, kind of after this, I kind of want to watch like Mulholland Drive or something. Like, cleanse, <laughs> we cleanse need a my palate, palate cleanser. Let's go watch Casablanca. Let's, let's watch. Let's watch something like really artsy and weird. Yeah. Um, but um. Uh, so anyway. Um. But the but going back this? to the tonal. No, 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 no. Or... Let me, let me, because like, I, I, I got off. So one of the trailers before this was for the solo movie. And at the the very last image of the solo movie is Han Solo and Chewbacca hanging off the side of a train with like a rock rushing towards them, and then it cuts, and then as I was like the solo a Star Wars story, and so I turn to Elise and I go, "Oh no, I hope Chewbacca lives." It's like that was the end of this movie. It was kind of perfect. Like, oh no, I hope all these characters that are the lead characters for all these movies coming out in a couple of years are going to live. Of course they're fucking going to live. <laughs> That's not tension. It's not story. It's not anything. If anything, it's again, it's building motivation for what should be act three of your movie, but you just end it. Like that's really the, it's bloated with action scenes. It's over bloated with characters Many of whom don't really need to be there for much. Like, what the fuck is Bucky Barnes doing in this movie other than, oh, hey, guys, remember him? He's there to die to add to the motivation he's, of Steve Rogers. He's there to die. He's what there is, to die. I mean, like, shit tons of people just show up no, to die. No offense, as, as, as cool as Black Panther is and as much as I love that movie, why the fuck is he in this movie? Because he literally does nothing except for die. The, the only yeah. characters who needed to be in this movie were the Guardians of the Galaxy, Thor, and maybe Iron Man? But man, do they have to pull some bullshit to get Iron Man involved in this no, story. Vision, Vision, the, the Vision, stone okay, holder. Okay. Vision needs to be in there, stop, obviously. Stop. The stone holders have to be there. Like, Doctor Vision's Strange not a character, so I has count to be him. there. Like, that's the thing. Doctor Strange has to be there because he's a stone holder. Yeah. And there has to be some sort of arc wherein he loses the stone, dies, or something. Honestly, if Stephen fucking Strange had, like, died but not in the, like, we're all going to disintegrate way, that would have actually worked for That would have been fine. That would have been good. He had one really good movie. He had probably more character development than a lot of the other characters. And his accent got better. His accent, it's still not great, but it is a little bit better. It's it's better. It got better. It got better. Okay? Yeah. Um... Um, but yeah, I'm a huge Benedict Cumberbatch fan, but yeah, you need to like cut about half this cast. I know the entire reason this movie is exists as, as you pointed out so that people can say, I got that reference, but there wasn't really any real references. It was, it was literally people showing up. Like that's the reference. Hey, I'm Bucky Barnes. Like there you go. That's your reference. It was, it was like, it was like a fucking like, um, like comedy of errors. Yeah. Where, like, people yeah. are just exiting and entering the stage at, like, seemingly random points. But it's the like, problem is, when, is it, it doesn't have a comedy of errors tone. Instead, yeah. it has this, no, like... it's this very serious, serious tone that's undercut with shitty jokes. Yeah. Because, oh, well, Joss Whedon wrote the first Avengers movie, so now all of the Avengers movies have to have shitty Joss Whedon jokes. Literally, the time that I laughed the most in this movie was at the end, because when everyone was dying, they were making these stupid, derpy faces that just look ridiculous. And then when they, like, they were cutting to, like, Vision's face and, like, Scarlet Witch and, like, trying to convince me that there was pathos in this scene, and I just could not stop laughing, because neither one of them are characters. 
sisters. I thought he was crying, and yeah. I looked over, and I'm like, "What are you doing? I'm you like, cannot be crying no, here." No, I was. And like, he's like, "Instead, he's losing his shit." And I'm like, "Oh my god, we're gonna get thrown out of the theater." It was the funniest like, part. Nick of the is whole rolling movie. around with laughter, like rolling in his chair, he was and I'm like, "I can't." The dumbest face as he died, and then the so okay. So my prediction going into this was that well, obviously Captain America and Iron Man are gonna die, and Vision's gonna die because he's just he has a stone. Like those are my predictions going in. I'm still. I still count myself as right because the movie didn't actually end. <laughs> and I know that Captain America and Iron Man are going to die in the next movie. And Vision, I was like, Vision might come back because Vision Vision might come back because he's barely been in a movie. So they'll probably bring him back with bullshit. And I was right with that too because the, the Scarlet Witch kills him the first time to try to keep Thanos from getting the Mind Stone. So Scarlet Witch kills him. Then Thanos comes up, reverses time with a time stone to bring him back to life, takes the Mind Stone out, and kills him again. <laughs> I'm sorry I'm laughing, but it's like... I, I can't believe how right I was about what was going to happen. It's like, oh, he's probably going to die, but then they're probably going to use the time stone to bring him back. I didn't know that they would use the time stone to kill him again. <laughs> oh my God, this movie's a huge piece of shit. <laughs> it's real bad, y'all. It's really it's bad. Real bad. And like, if you've listened to our podcast before, we've talked about Marvel movies on here before. We gushed about... Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. We gushed about Black, um, Panther. Black Panther. Did we talk about Thor? Did we talk about yeah, Thor? Yeah, we right? talked about Thor we, Ragnarok. So it's like, it's not that we're coming into this as like people who hate these movies. Like, we like these movies when these movies are actually good movies. Like, and when they're allowed to be their own things, as opposed to like, we gotta shove everything into that's one the thing. Thi you know that that's scene the in The Simpsons? Where Mr. Burns told, is told that he has every disease ever. <laughs> oh my god! All, and they're all coming it's through the door. Three Stooges syndrome. <laughs> That's what this movie is. This is a it's movie that. version yeah. of Three Stooges oh syndrome. Oh my god! Um, I guess if you couldn't if you couldn't hear what I was trying to say through through Nick's Sorry. laughter, laughter was there's I was a laughing scene. Because you were super right. When the Simpsons, there's a scene in the Simpsons. Uh, where Mr. Burns is told that he has every disease ever and that they're all rushing to his body through the door, through the one door. Um, and it's called three stooges syndrome. And he, then he's convinced that like he'll live forever. Yeah. Um, and then, which is exactly what the MCU is I doing. Feel like, like, yeah, no, if we that's just why shove everything in here and then the, we'll live forever. And then the, the, the punchline to that is like, when he's like, so you're saying I'm indestructible. He's like, no, in fact, even the slightest breeze could, and I feel like that's could exactly kill you what happened. at any moment. And that's it's exactly like, that's what happened. Exactly the, the, what the slight breeze was, I don't know. Well, it could have worked. Here's, here's the thing. This maybe all could have been salvageable to a degree if Thanos were a compelling villain. Because it's like we go in like going into this movie, you know almost nothing about Thanos as a character. Um You have no sense of his motivations yeah, other than other than he wants the shinies. Good morning. Why does he want the shinies? I don't know. Yeah, and then like yeah, from Gar the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, he gets a little bit where you find out like he's a he's an asshole. Yeah. And but the character doesn't really go any further than that. It's like, well, he's an asshole. Why is he an asshole? Because he's an asshole who wants to murder people. And you kind of get a sense like they they really try, but it's I mean it is a hard hard task 
to make someone whose goal is to murder half of everyone living in the it's unclear whether it's talking only about sentient life or not he talks yeah. a lot about life but you only ever see like humans and and, and sentient humanoid animals. figures like so is he like are, are like are like half of like all canadian geese dead too like is that part of his plan because guess what guess what thanos those people those canadian of... geese are also taking up precious resources oh, from the planet they're also shitting over everything but you're cool with those also... fuckers so his idea is that his idea is that he's going to kill it is. idea in huge air quotes, air quotes <laughs> which you can't see because this is a podcast. So They're implied. his idea is that you should just kill off half the population to keep the planet from starving itself, which, you know, in the times that we live in with like overpopulation being a thing, a lot of movies, but, a lot of media is dealing with this idea of overpopulation. Note, overpopulation isn't really a thing. Overconsumption is. Anyway, continue. Yeah. <laughs> like that's the, that was the part of it was like, oh, well, resources aren't infinite. Like, you, Bitch, just start a recycling program, goddammit. Yeah, you can like, grow things. Like, most of the things that people need to survive are not, renewable. The problem with, like, the whole overpopulation, and this is probably us sounding like crazy tin hat conspiracy theorists, but the problem with overpopulation is it doesn't actually get to the real... Pro- the real problem isn't overpopulation. The real problem, as Nick pointed out, is overconsumption, which means that the real problem is late capitalism itself. Yeah. And, and, and that's the thing that none of these movies want to address because they are products of late capitalism and globalism. Yeah. Not that I'm trying to be Alex Jones here. Yeah. I'm not saying oh, the globalists. Globalist. It's perfectly fine that we want to, you know, export our shitty movies to the rest yeah. of the world. I'm not saying that that's a problem. What I'm saying is the exploitative practices that have led us to exploiting yes. our shitty movies to the entire fucking universe is a fucking problem. And, like, okay. late capitalism is a problem. We're not going to tackle that because we are a byproduct of late capitalism. But, so, hey, let's go talk about overpopulation and thumb our noses at the developing country, the developing economies of China and India and point the finger at them and be like, they're the fucking problem, not us, with our 1%. Oh, my God. Yeah, I am going on a tangent but regardless, here. Okay, but it's, even if... Okay, but it's like, yeah, he's like, oh, overpopulation. We need to wipe out half the population so that everyone can have but enough. But it's cool. We'll indiscriminately kill both poor which, and rich. Which I don't know what the fuck resources. He's like, this is a finite universe. How do you know? With finite resources. Well, well once most, again, how do you know? What, well, and again, well, well, the thing is, most of the things that people need to live are renewable. Like, are, are you talking about. Also, fucking Wakanda has clearly done it. Yeah. Are you talking about food? Like, like, I don't know. Like, are you talking about oil? It's, but at yeah, the same time, like, resources. If only we but, could like shove more money into research and development of of renewable resources. Yeah. When he saw, when he talks about this, it's unclear what exactly he's talking about. So they're like, they're like, there's some lip service to making him actually a character with motivations, but like the motivations that they bring up just raise too many questions. And then it's like, one conversation that we were having was about. Well, how does anyone follow Thanos if this is his goal? Which I coined the Suicide Squad principle, uh, which is that apparently there are just enough psychopaths in the universe to follow the other bigger psychopaths that we can make leagues of villains happen. And you could maybe turn some of these characters into characters, but like all of his henchmen, like... They all fucking die. they, They, well... Or they don't die. They, they don't, don't even. Care. You don't they even. Do, they don't get names. They don't even. Most of them don't get names. They're but they show up and they're treated like big deals. But then like, 
I couldn't tell you a single one of the there's there's like the effeminate one there's the lady with the horns and then there's a big guy and then there's I think there's another one because at one there's point sort of like a preacher or were you I saying he's the, the, effeminate the he's one? the effeminate guy I don't know because he's he's kind of fey I don't know anyway but, yeah because let's go ahead and have uh, queer coded villains in this shit yeah. too why don't we just check all the fucking boxes let's see we've got uh 45 year old women accidentally getting pregnant because yep. that's not gonna fucking happen like <laughs> Um, there I is. I feel like we're okay, losing track of this is, movie as a movie, though. Like, there, that's kind of what I was. Women being used as like plot points and plot devices. Oh my god! And the way that they like abuse all the women of, of Wakanda who are who are praised in Black Panther for having character arcs and story and development and being interesting and in conflict. Yeah, fuck it. They're, She's they don't this one's this smart. Movie. This one has sword. And the other one, his girlfriend doesn't even make an appearance. The, the, the sister character from Black Panther, I don't remember her name so now. So she has to have, she has to be in there because Bruce Banner has a throwaway line about how he can't take out the stone Vision's, that's in Vision's or, yeah. head without without, without yeah. destroying Vision. And, so, and then they have another bullshit line about how we're not going to sacrifice people. Bitch, he's a cyborg, Steve Rogers. Yeah. Like, get off your goddamn high He's horse. not even a cyborg. He's literally a robot. He's literally a robot. He's like, okay, but okay. But how but, long is this rant been going we're, on? We're at 45 we're almost minutes. 50 we, minutes. We, we really need to wrap this up. I feel I like. don't think we're anywhere close to wrapping this up yet. So, okay. So with, with that being said, so like, okay, so black Panther's sister, I don't remember her, her name, but, but like we talked about how like great she was as a character and how like believable she was. And it's like, Oh, she's really smart. In this movie, it's like, oh, well, yeah, Steve, Steve, uh, or not Steve, Steve Rogers. What's his fucking name? Bruce Banner's an idiot compared to me, which I feel like that's not. Which you would only know if you had seen anything else that Bruce Banner's in, not including but, Thor Ragnarok, but because he doesn't like get a moment in Thor Ragnarok where to, he's proven as smart. But it's, it's also doesn't, I don't think that it's true. Like, like that's the thing that's really comes across is like, okay, she's incredibly smart and she's a really good, she's an engineer more than anything else. Like she invents things that are really cool. Bruce Banner and Tony Stark together with the power of the infinity stone build vision. Like vision is their invention. Um, but like the, the reason why he's so complicated is there's also as guardian technology involved in him and an infinity stone, which makes him way more complicated. So I feel like they're just like, it's kind of undoing a lot of what made that character interesting. Cause it makes her seem less believable. It's like, Oh yeah, I can totally do this. Like, this is a thing, but it's like, no, I'm sorry. Bruce Banner's one of the smartest people in the Marvel cinematic universe. And like, you're treating him like he's an idiot compared to this girl. And while she is incredibly smart to like make that comparison, I feel like does a disservice to both characters. Yeah, and that's fair. But he's also like, think to back when he was in Thor Ragnarok, like he hasn't been a smart character since the first Avengers movie. No, cause he was in the second Avengers movie too. Like that's like, the okay, whole... fine. He was smart in the second Avengers movie. He wasn't smart in Thor Ragnarok. He was the comic relief. He was. The and comic for the relief. better part of this movie, he was also the comic relief. Yeah. Him being going back to how this movie doesn't function as a movie, the idea that Bruce Banner is smart oh, yeah. is never 
actually established. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And so for her to say, oh, why didn't you just do this? And he's like, I didn't think about it, is totally believable within the, the context, context of, of this. this movie. But then that's also throwing out, again, that's throwing out a lot of character so development from wants, him from other, char- from other movies. The problem with this movie is it wants to be its own thing for really stupid reasons in really minute ways. But it completely relies upon you having seen all of the other, or at least most of the other movies in order for it to make sense. Yeah. So it's not a movie in its own right, except for when it's when it wants to be. Yeah. Um, and then, like, and again, the times that it chooses to be its own movie are not things that drive the plot forward no, or develop the ca- character no. arcs, and as Nick pointed out, actually do a disservice to the character arcs that have already been established. Yeah. But as Red Letter, I think it was Red Letter Media pointed out, you can't have character arcs when you have these multi-movie. Um, when you have these multi-movie universes. Yeah. And you, I mean, you can't. I, I, I would say you can. I, I would, as much as I thought that, as much as I, and I continue to think, that the first Avengers movie is merely okay. Like, it's it's completely serviceable. Uh, and this was something that I was talking about with Elise earlier before we started recording because Elise has not seen the first Avengers movie. It's like... I've seen it that, in gift form. That last, that movie works the way that it does because it takes all these like little teeny like kind of important threads from the movies that come before it and they kind of wrap them up but the movies that come before it all have their own stories that are completely wrapped up and self-contained and the avengers itself if that was the first movie you went into is actually a movie like even if you had no idea who these characters were, they do a pretty good job of establishing who each person is, what their beliefs are, what their motivations are, like why they're coming together as a team. They're thrown into conflicts, which is like, it's interesting to see them in conflict. It's probably the more interest, like the first two thirds of that movie is all the Avengers fighting with each other, um, both physically and just like <laughs> arguing about stuff, which makes it interesting there's conflict and through the conflict we get character development we see a handful of scenes where they kind of pay try to do that like when the guardians of the galaxy first show up to where spider-man doctor strange and um and iron man are they have a fight and it's like the entire time i'm sitting there it's that fight this fight has no stakes there's no reason for this fight to be happening it's we know that this is going to like resolve itself when they realize that that they're all fighting that they're all fighting against Thanos. They're all against Thanos and it takes them way too long to get to that line of dialogue. And I think this was, um, this was something that I brought up in our, in our black Panther review fights that can be resolved with a single line of dialogue should not happen. That's the whole point. And in, in Avengers, it's been, I haven't seen that movie since it was in theaters. So that was six years ago, but the fight between Iron Man and Thor is believable because they both want the same thing for different reasons. Conflict that has an actual source that builds upon the characters. And then when they realize that they can work together and still both get what they want, that's what, creates the character development there's no character development in the fight it's just there to be a fight scene there are fight like every single most of this movie is fight scenes and most of those fight scenes resolve nothing they're just fight scenes for the sake of fight scenes the only one that actually matters is the one um 
where Gamora thinks that she's about to kill Thanos, and then Thanos reveals that it was all uh, like it was all a hallucination. Like the one that actually had the most emotional weight to it didn't actually happen. Which is this other? Which is a continuous problem with these movies is that they pull emotional punches as they just they they get there they're so close they're teetering on the edge of catharsis and then they back up yeah in favor of making a shit ton of money in, and maybe maybe i'm setting, just mad no maybe i'm just mad I, bro because i'm not making those fat stacks but yeah but. I, they, they're really spinning the wheels like this this movie could have been and probably I'm not going to say should have been because I'm sure that we're going to be getting more good movies coming out in the future. Um, like, but, but we'll see. I mean, but it could have been the end of the Marvel cinematic universe, but, and maybe that would have been, maybe a good that would have been, maybe it would have been better. I, I don't, I don't want to sound like a, like a, like I'm just hating on this movie just to hate on it. I'm not, I went into this movie. Like, okay. So my expectations for this movie would be, was, okay, there's not going to be a whole lot of character development, but there'll probably be some, and we'll probably see some fight scenes that are interesting. Maybe they'll finally develop Thanos. Maybe we'll have some cathartic death scenes. And it kind of failed on all of them. Like my, my expectations were really low, and it did not meet any of them. I think the other frustrating thing was right before it, everybody was like, don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. Like, Which, let's have a okay. community around this movie. And it's like, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. It really isn't. Like, this isn't a movie where it's like, oh, man. Because it, it's so coldly calculated to make money first and be a story second, if at all. No, it's really, this is a, this is, as Nick pointed out earlier, this movie was written pure by accountants. I, I like post, this is a coldly I, calculated movie in all regards. It does not deserve your money, and it doesn't deserve your loyalty as a fan. You know what I mean? Like you can like the other movies. We like a lot of the other yeah. movies, and there are some really good things in there when they hire directors and allow them to do what they want to mm -hmm. do. Black Panther was good and because it was really well thought out and that director was given reign, free reign of that character. And that was really, I feel like, because the last year, I was watching a kind of a retrospective the other day um, uh, on YouTube, uh, I Hate Everything, did a retrospective video of all of the 2017 superhero movies. Um, boy, were there a lot of them. But boy, there were, there were a lot. And so he went through all of the, the 2017 Marvel movies. Um, he basically did it by company. And he was like, this was a really solid year for Marvel. And then he started talking, he was talking about um, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Spider-Man Homecoming, um, Thor Ragnarok. And there, I feel like there was one more that I'm forgetting about. Maybe those were only the three. Yeah, those are the only three to come out last year. Right. So Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, Spider-Man, and Thor Ragnarok. And he's like, these were all like pretty good movies. And he was like, Spider-Man, he said, was the weakest one of them, in his opinion. But it was still like good. Like it's still a movie. That's the only one I haven't seen yet of those three anyway. Uh, but the thing about them is like all three of those movies exist almost entirely independently of the rest of the MCU. Like they were set up in previous movies, but you can go into each one of those 
and they're entirely self-contained. Like they're entirely wrapped up within their own um, time frame. And then they're all the ones that lead them plus Black Panther are the ones that lead immediately into this, which I feel like kind of kills the momentum because like when's the last time we saw or thought about an Infinity Stone? I think maybe they, they showed something that I, I think was a line from Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 in this, but it seemed... Do you remember that scene between Gamora and Nebula? Where oh, she... fuck. Oh, no, wait. Yes. Was I that do. in Guardians was... of the Galaxy Volume 2? I think it was in Volume 2, and I think it's when they go off to the side while Peter Quill is like... Well, Peter Quill is addressing his, like, brothers-in-arms from uh, when he was being raised by that other dude with the whistle. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yondu. Yondu. Okay, so, like, right, like, that's going on, and then off to the corner... Gamora and the other one. Nebula. Nebula. Karen Gillan. They don't really have names Hi, or personalities. <laughs> Stop it, Nick. No. Stop being creepy. Never. Um, she, Karen Gillan has already gone through enough uh, these she days. She has. That's true. All right. She had to be in Jumanji. Damn it. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, well, that's getting a sequel, so you can't... We, <laughs> She's, 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 uh, she's, I mean, those movies are doing well. The Rock is like the highest, like the, right now he's pulling in more money than any other actor right now. So the point is that there are worse wagons to hitch your horse to. Let me tell you. Um, the point is there is like half a scene of dialogue between Gamora and Nebula and I think it was referenced then, I don't but remember. I can't tell you See, for sure. I remember that scene. I don't remember that line. Yeah. Which is like, I guess, showing how little I care about these mm-hmm. parts of them going in. Um, I don't know. I, I really, it's just disappointing. And it's just, again, my, my expectations were really, really low. I was expecting exciting fight scenes. I was bored through those battle scenes. I don't know about yeah, you. Yeah, they were pretty. Because it's just like, we know what's going we know what's going to fucking happen. If you think about this movie for more than 10 seconds going into it, you know exactly what's going to happen because it's, again, coldly calculated to make money. Oh boy, I hope that Chewbacca makes it out of this alive. Yeah. Like, there's no tension because... It, if they had done more than just killing off Loki in the single scene, like if other characters died at other points in this movie, there's a part in the movie where it's like two of the guardians of the galaxy you think are dead. Yeah. Like if they had killed off half of the guardians of the galaxy halfway through this movie, that would have given it some stakes, but no, they're fine. The end of the scene, they're fine. And then at the end of the movie, like again, they, they, all these characters fizzle away to dust. They'll be fine. There's no way they're not. Because they're all characters who are going to have their own franchises after this movie. So there's no tension. The The business side of it has completely killed the tension of the story side. Which, with all of these Marvel movies, even the good ones, that's kind of been the big problem, is that the story side of it serves the business side rather than the other way around, where the business comes from the story. You know, the first Star Wars movie wasn't meant to be this huge, you know, genre spanning franchise that lasted for 40 years. It was a movie that people responded to because it had a good story (coughs) and the, the merchandise and the sequels and the novels and and the video games and the Christmas special, best Christmas special ever all came from the fact that this was a story that people responded to. And, 
the Marvel movies have been a novelty. Like that was really the thing that made me excited for them in 2008. When I was, yeah, I was a comic book fan. I read comics all the time. Huge nerd. Huge nerd. And I was like, oh boy, like this is cool. Like all these characters get to interact now. And I'm still excited by that. I still like that. Like the fact that, oh man, there's there's Thor and the Guardians of the Galaxy interacting, which after the last Thor movie and after the last Guardians movie, I was really excited for that. And it's like, doesn't really do much. And nothing really happens. Nothing, like none of the... no, Nothing happens. And, yeah. And there's these no characters there's... have I different ideological bents. Yes. And you could explore yes. that and that could be interesting. And that's what like, the first Avengers movie does Doctor, that makes it so good. Doctor Strange and Tony Stark are to two very are two different opposed figures. And I would have liked the movie to have discussed that more. Yeah. I would have liked the movie to have, you know, discussed the differences between the Guardians of the Galaxy crew and and the Black Panther crew. Yeah. You know, like there there were interesting characters who could have interacted in an interesting way, but instead we're gonna spend we're gonna give you two and a half hours of some dude who you don't care about. And you're told as an asshole achieving his dreams, which, you know, if he wants to be dark, fine. But it's but if you really want it to be dark, then you should have done like, why isn't that asshole Tony Stark? Yeah. Like, why doesn't Tony Stark just decide to get the, all the fucking Infinity Stones and destroy half of humanity? I mean, because those... I would be down for that those shit. Were the those are the last two movies that Tony Stark was in, was about yeah. how much he's an asshole and how much his asshole his assholery is a bad thing. That was that was literally... You didn't yeah. see uh, Age of Ultron. That was literally what Age of Ultron was about. Okay. Is he was like... Well, now I feel he that thought egg he, on my face. Like, he invented Ultron because he was like, hey, we need to have something to protect... The, the protect the planet. So I'm going to invent this thing. And you're like, oh, I don't know. You're you're kind of playing God here. He's like, when is playing God ever blown up in anyone's face? And then the, the movie yeah. happens. And then the same. And then in um, Civil War, that's this. That's kind of the reverse of that, where he's like, oh, well, no one should have these powers. And we need to make sure that we have oversight. And so that's when he becomes the asshole in Civil War fighting for registration, which is actually a better motivation than the Civil War story arc um, from the comics. But that's another matter. Civil War is also kind of a mess of a movie, but it's a little bit yeah. less of a mess because it's more focused on a smaller group of people yeah. whose, whose motivations are explored. And so it would So I guess what I'm trying to say is like, yeah, okay. So the last two movies that... That Iron I, Man I, I was apologize. in. Yeah. He's been a he's been a huge asshole and now they're trying to redeem him before, before they ultimately kill him Which off. Which is but a it's... good story arc. Like that could work. But, but you, you need to do it in a single movie and you need to make that the, the focus of it of if it. you're gonna do it. Because he gets like no screen time in this movie. He gets more than he should for the amount of stuff that he does. Yeah. Because he does almost nothing. He does almost nothing. He gets but like if that's what you wanted it to be, or if you wanted it to be Tony Stark's a huge asshole. Let's take him down. Then, then you should have done it in one of the other movies, and you should have done it better. Yeah. But because of the fact that like we knew we were getting X movies with X characters, therefore we we can't have that, and it's Again. and it's frustrating. And the thing, you know, there was, 
I don't know. I feel like we kind of got to tie this up because I want to do something else with okay. my day before, besides like watching this movie and then ranting about this movie. But I guess kind of one of the note that I would like to end on is, you know, so like I work in a pretty traditional job. And I remember one of my coworkers, like, I'm also a huge nerd. And I remember one of my coworkers being like, you should just embrace nerd. Because, like, nerd is cool now. And you should just embrace it. And that, that sentiment sort of bothers me. Because that's the sentiment behind these movies. And the, and the sentiment behind these movies is, like, being a nerd is cool now. Give us your money, punk. Yeah. And it's really disingenuous. And it's people missing the mark of nerd culture, which it isn't about being cool in the great words of Richard Iowate. I feel like he probably said something like that mm-hmm. at some point. But it, it's not about being cool. It's quite the opposite of that. Yeah. It's about finding joy in liking things, in genuinely liking things in a world that would rather you not, not like. like things. In a world that would rather you... Enjoy things ironically if you enjoy them at all. It's the Big Bang Theory effect. Like, that's really what this yeah. is, is. Is, oh, nerds have disposable income. Oh, they want to go see these movies. Well, let's give them a movie that all the nerds are going to want to go see. And it's not going to be a movie that's worth seeing. It's going to be a movie that's kind of based, like, again, based, based off this principle of when I saw the ATATs, I clapped. Oh, there's a character that I know. So if you wanted to do this, like if you really wanted to do this as a movie, it could have worked. It could have worked as a movie. It could have worked. And it could have been the emotional gut punch that you were, you were. That you wanted it to be. Wanted it to be, or at least purporting it to be. Kill off characters, by all means. Killing off characters can be a good way to provide pathos. But make them actually. Goddamn Transformers! Tr- Goddamn Transformers did it. Yeah, you can I, do it. Too, I thought Marvel. about. I thought about tra- the original Transformers movie a lot, actually, in yeah. this, because ultimately that's what the point of this movie is going to be. From, from if you're looking at this from purely a business standpoint, that th- there's actually this is actually so a lot of what I was thinking about during the movie. Okay. So, for those of you who have never seen the the Marvel uh, the uh, the excuse me the um, Transformers animated movie, um, the movie existed to span between the s- first and second season of the show, and the things beyond it. Well, they wanted to create a new line of toys for the third season. Well, how do we explain to the people who watch the show why suddenly there are all these new characters for the new toys that we want to push, um, and that they were going to discontinue the old ones? I know let's kill off all these characters in the first 10 minutes. So that way we can focus on the new characters and introduce these new characters, which is essentially the, the cynical part of what infinity war is attempting to do. Kill off the people who are not renewing their contracts so that you can start pushing the characters who are going to be in the next phase of the Marvel movies, which, okay, fine. Tell a story about that. The thing with the Mar- with the uh, Transformers movie is this happens in the first 10 to 15 minutes. And it is... They didn't realize... The people making this movie, uh, making the Transformers movie, did not realize how actually, like, emotionally impactful those first 10 minutes would be. Because 
these are characters who the, the, the fans of the show were invested in because they're simplistic, but they had been developed over two seasons of a show. Kids really identified a lot with some of them. And so, and they're dying in very gruesome ways and they don't come back. Um, and they're, they're like, those deaths are not like, the only one that's really played up is Optimus Prime's and that one is obviously going to be the most affecting, but like, like Prowl, uh, Brawn, like all of these characters just fucking eat it. And it's graphic and it's upsetting if you're like a 10 year old kid going to see this movie. Why does that movie that is literally a toy commercial, why does it do it so much better? And it was just bothering me through the entire movie because I knew. Why did this do so much better on less of a budget back in the fucking 80s? I mean, the I mean, it wasn't necessarily less of a budget. Maybe it was Orson Welles' voice. Oh, God, Orson Welles' voice. But yeah, um, I don't know. Like, but, but it's. Kill, but off, it's... kill off Tony Stark. Tony Stark, like, if you're going to do it, if you want to have him have that redemption arc, again, first half of the movie leads up to all the other characters dying with the Infinity Gauntlet. Tony Stark at the end sacrifices himself to save everybody else. That's a good arc over a single film. You don't need for it all to be set up through the end of this first movie. And then especially since it's the longest movie you've made so far. And your next Avengers movie could have been, holy shit, what do we do now that our leader is gone? gone. Yes. And then you could have had some really, you could have made it, you could have made it a two part movie. I'll give it to you. You could have made it a two-part movie, but it would have had to be different. It would have had to have ended with Tony Stark's death, and then the next one, maybe Thanos is still alive, and then you have all of these other characters with different ideological bents, and now we must choose a leader, mm-hmm. and who the fuck is it going to be? Gonna be in charge? Because Steve Rogers is gone, because fucking Captain yeah, goddamn Cap- America. He should, he should and, die in there, too, and then and, Bucky should and, be the new Cap, yes. Yeah, and then Iron Man dies, and what are we going to do? Because we still have, you know, like we still have to go retrieve the, now, fin- the Infinity Stones and we have to protect them that, or whatever. But like that would have been a really interesting two part movie. And that would have allowed for the second part of it to basically be that same kind of a thing that made the first one as and then good as it was. you actually get a reboot of the MCU. Yes. And then you can continue to make movies and you can continue to make money. But at least in the end, you're not sacrificing storytelling and you're not exploiting your audience. And hey, that's all we fucking wanted, Marvel. So I'm going to, I think maybe we should wrap this up because I feel like we've said everything that we're really going to say about it. Um, I'm glad that we got a catharsis. Yeah, No, this Uh, was nice. This this gave us the catharsis we needed Um, after watching that. But the last thing that I really want to say about this is I, I just saw someone on my Facebook feed, a friend of mine saying like, oh, man, half of my friends really liked Infinity War, half of them really hated it. And like maybe he made a comment about, Star Wars The Last Jedi and how it was basically the same thing for that. I feel like it's an interesting comparison, but I feel like those two movies are the opposites of each other. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to say that it's necessarily everyone that loved uh, Last Jedi will hate this movie and everyone who hated this movie, like everyone who hated Last Jedi will love this movie. But I bet you that there's going to be, there's going to be a pretty strong correlation. And here's why. The Last Jedi was a well-made movie with a good story that pissed off people who went to go see it for the, I saw a thing that I know and I clapped. Like, the fanboy mentality, It re- the, the Last Jedi really fucked with that fanboy mentality. And I feel like it's not necessarily better for it, 
but it works with with it, the story. It works. It's a movie. It's an almost complete entity. Mm-hmm. Even with which it's as complete as the middle part of a trilogy can be. Which yeah. I was thinking about that because like. You know, you can talk about, like, Empire Strikes Back doesn't yeah. really have a proper ending. And I, w- I was thinking about that kind of before. Like, it, am I being unfair about this movie not really having an ending? Because, like, uh, Empire Strikes Back doesn't really... Like, you could say the same thing about Empire Strikes Back or The Two Towers. But I'm like, but both of those movies have character development. And both of those movies have things that happen that up the stakes in a meaningful way. Yeah. You know, if you saw Empire Strikes Back in a world before uh, Return of the Jedi existed... How is Han Solo going to come back? You don't fucking know. And if you're thinking about this, like, okay, in a world pre-internet where, like, those those business decisions aren't as public, it would still be interesting because, hey, Han Solo didn't want to come back for a third. Like, like, yeah, Harrison like that Ford, was a really contentious So, like, even if, even if you did know the business end of it, the business end of it was also kind of up in the air. Yeah. You didn't know if Han Solo would come back because you didn't know if Harrison Ford wanted to come back. Um, like that, that, and so I feel like this is kind of the opposite where it's like, it's not a complete movie. And I feel like a lot of the people who probably liked, I mean, we both liked, uh, the last Last Jedi. Jedi. We We both both liked liked it. We both liked it a lot. A lot of people didn't. I feel a lot of people who didn't, didn't like it because of all of the, I hate to say subverted expectations because that's kind of a joke now at this point, but because of that, because it it didn't give you what you wanted. This movie didn't subvert enough expectations, or the expectations that they did subvert, they I feel like they subverted in a dumb way. Yeah. Because I again, I fully expected to like come out of this with Vision dead, Captain America dead, and Iron Man dead to up the stakes to the second movie. Because hey. That's the better way to tell the story. Those are characters who don't need to come back. The other characters that died, most of them, if not all of them, I fully expect to see again by the end of the next movie. It's like Batman versus Superman. When Superman dies in that movie, you know good goddamn good and well that he's going to be back in the next one. Yeah. There's no way he's not, except they did it with half the cast. That's really the big problem. Anyway, so yeah, to sum it all up, those are our problems with Infinity War. I I did not, it wasn't even that I had unrealistically high expectations and it failed to meet them. My expectations were actually super low. I was actually, when someone was having a conversation with me yesterday about, oh, I'm not going to spoil it. I'm like, I don't give a shit if you spoil it. Like this movie should be this, if someone had told me going into Last Jedi, or no, let, let's not even let's not even go over there because maybe there are people who haven't seen Last Jedi, and Last Jedi is a movie worth seeing and worth talking about. Even if you dislike it, it's still a movie that's worth seeing. I don't feel like this movie is worth seeing. Yeah. <laughs> um, because it's a lead into what's probably going to be a better movie. But um, let's 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 look at let's look at the original Star Wars trilogy. Okay, if you told me going in to Empire Strikes Back that Darth Vader is actually Luke Skywalker's father. It wouldn't ruin that movie because there is more to that movie than that revelation. It would maybe make me a little bit upset that like one of the big cool moments in it was ruined, but it wouldn't ruin the entire movie. If the things that happen, if like the big shocking moment of 
Loki dies in the first 10 minutes and most of the cast is killed off at the end. That's really the only thing going worth going to this movie for. Like, it, that was kind of my expectation. Yeah. Walking into it is was I was expecting a lot of people to die. But the way that they did it and who they chose to die. It has as, no impact. As we've said for the last hour, hour and 19, 20, minutes, yeah. 20 minutes at this point, it it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We know that those people are coming back. And, Contracts have been signed. And so it just is telling me, oh, you want to see the actual meaningful stuff? Now you have to come back for the next right. one. Right. Like, and that's, that's the thing that pisses me off. That's frustrating. That's the thing that makes this a bad film. And a film that only exists, and, you know, to the extent that all art exists to make money. But, you know what? Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 made a whole shitload of money, and it is a great movie. Fucking Black, Black Panther, Panther made all the money in the world. And I know people who don't think that that's a, an amazing movie, but they still think it's an okay movie. It is still a movie. <laughs> It is a movie with a story arc and characters and things that happen. Infinity Wars is a two and a half hour trailer. For another movie. For or if you want to be really, really um, like charitable, it is the world's longest second act. And it's a second act that fucking drags. And it should be about half as long, but you don't get a resolution. You don't get really, like, I don't know. Don't go see it. Don't Don't go go see see it. it. Maybe see the next one. Spoil it for everyone. See, yeah, spoil it for everyone. Save them the money. It's not worth seeing. Maybe the next one will be. I hope the next one is. I hope the next movie is the movie that I wanted this one to be, which was not that, like, the movie in my head was a way better movie than this one, and I, even then, I didn't think it would be that great of a movie. I thought this movie would be a C, but it's not even that. I don't know. Do we have anything else? No. Nope. Do we want to? Fuck it. Okay. Don't All go right. see it. Hey, this has been Some Nerds Have a Podcast. Some Nerds Have an Emergency PSA. Emergency PSA. About, about. fucking shitty movie. Bye.